0: Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber.
1: Thank you, Steve. Today we'll be speaking with a gentleman who owns multiple RV parks and manufactured housing communities in the Midwest and Southeast parts of the country. He's looking for work campers for several positions. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Camper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camper dreams into reality. The one year memberships open the door to a one stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30 day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. Ryan Groney is one of the principal owners of Treeside Capital. It's a company that invests in RV and manufactured housing parks in several states. Those parks form what are called Treeside Communities. When the interview was recorded a few weeks ago, Ryan said the firm owns and manages four communities in the Midwest and Southeast United States. Two were located in eastern Tennessee and two were located in Kentucky, one of which was just across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. As of today, the company's website says the firm owns 14 communities in Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Tennessee, and West Virginia. The RV parks are primarily seasonal sites where owners keep their units at the park full-time and visit on weekends or for a few weeks at a time. But the parks do have a few short-term sites available for travelers to stay for a night or two. Ryan said the company hires work campers at all locations to help run the general stores, perform maintenance, clean up the parks, and help manage day-to-day operations. Most of the time, work campers put in 20 to 40 hours a week in exchange for a free full hookup RV site. We also get a monthly stipend that isn't based on the number of hours worked. Depending upon the position for which they were hired, some work campers may put in a few hours one week and considerably more the next. Ryan explains how it all works. He's looking for work campers who are good problem solvers and aren't afraid to get their hands dirty if they're working in a maintenance position. He also needs friendly people to work in the camp stores and others who are good with people and willing to provide good customer service. To tell us more about his company and what he's looking for in work campers, please welcome Ryan Groney, one of the principal owners of Treeside Communities, to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Ryan. I appreciate your time. Tell me a little bit about Treeside Communities and the types of services that you provide.
0: Thanks, Greg, for having me on. I'm glad to hopefully add some value to your audience. So the type of things we do at Treeside Communities, is we are owners of multiple RV parks across the country, mainly in the Midwest and the Southeast. We're currently growing. We have four under our ownership and management right now. Most of our parks are seasonal permanent sites where people keep their campers there kind of all year round. And they come on the weekends or they come for a few weeks at a time. Um, We do have a certain small percentage of our sites that are transient or people can come for a few nights or a few weekends out of the year if they wish. We do keep a little bit of those sites open. But for the majority, we are a permanent site where people pay annual dues and we're only open during the nice weather here in the Midwest. And in the southeast, some of our parks stay open year round just because the weather's a little bit more it's better in the winter. Most people are traveling back and forth. So that's kind of the, the things that we offer. We're always looking for more communities to 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 buy and fix up and make nice places for people to visit. Um, with their families, and we're always looking for work campers and, and other positions within our company. We offer typically uh, management and maintenance positions and then office, some office positions as well.
1: Are you looking for work campers in all of your parks?
0: We are, yes. We're always okay. looking for more work campers within all of our parks.
1: Can you tell us where the parks are located?
0: Yeah, so we have two parks in eastern Tennessee, one on Douglas Lake right outside of Knoxville, and then the other is on Norris Lake, about half an hour north of Knoxville, Tennessee. And then the other two are located in Kentucky. One is on Lake Cumberland, Jamestown, it's called Timber Point Resort. And then the other is right outside of Cincinnati, right off of I seventy five. It's called Northern Kentucky RV Park. That is in Dry Ridge, Kentucky.
1: Very good. And how long has your company been utilizing work campers?
0: We've been util- utilizing work campers from the very beginning.
1: From the very um, beginning. Okay.
0: Since 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 we've purchased these communities, we started with WorkCampers. We actually found that you, you can also find WorkCampers within the community. Right, it's not just associated to the website. Even though we have used that the, the the platform before, and we actually found a manager for one of our position for one of our Tennessee locations through WorkCamper by posting a job there, and he applied, and then. He drove all the way from Arizona with him and his family. So it's a very great product and great platform for the RV industry. And also, we own some mobile home parks as well. And we we utilize, wouldn't call it a work camper, but people that live within the park, we make them maintenance and management. So very similar to the work camper type type situation. And then we also are, are growing, so we're always looking for, for more folks to join our team too.
1: Okay. So. Of the parks that you mentioned, it didn't sound like any of them were in... The southeast, specifically. So, are all four of them seasonal, or is one a year-round park?
0: We have two parks in Tennessee. Those are both open year-round. That's what I would determine as the southeast. It depends oh. on on who you on who you reference, right? Okay. Or, or what you talk to. But if you talk to people in Tennessee, they're not going to say it's part of the Midwest. They're they're going to say it's part of the South, right? So. Yeah. Um, Um, and then it's open we're open year round there it does get cold in the winter there but it doesn't get as cold as what may get in ohio or or northern climates like montana but yes we do not have anything directly like i actually live in Charleston, south carolina so around here in the winter it's much more a moderate of a climate than in tennessee even so we are still open year round there though what
1: are some of the types of jobs here work campers are doing for you
0: so our work campers do a variety of services for us at one location they they run the general store the camp store where we sell just miscellaneous camp products we have a gentleman that does our maintenance like if we have a water line break or we just need some general cleanup or if we have an electrical outlet kind of kind of short or whatever, he can fix the breaker. He's very handy. And he actually lives on site, which is great. And then another position in our in at, at our locations is an actual managerial position where they're actually running the day to day of the operations. And they're making sure campers are 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 in the right locations cost for services handled. we also have some rental cabins at one of our locations so just making sure that they've been cleaned by our cleaner and and just making sure the campground looks good overall they're kind of the, the the front person for the for the park and then they also do some maintenance as well for us at that location just because it's a a fixed site campground so there's not as much turnover as you would have in some of our other locations
1: how many hours are they typically working
0: Depending on the location and the job, we're typically 20 to 40 hours a week. Could be as, as, as low as 10 hours a week pending the time of year and the position. The camp stores are typically a little bit less just because people don't want out there typically just trading a little bit of time for some off their rent. And then the maintenance is mainly more a kind of an ad hoc position, right? If something, you don't know when something's going to happen. So it could be five hours this week, could be 20 hours next week. It just depends on what's going on within the park, but typically it's anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a week, all the way up to 20 to 40, pending the position and the time of year.
1: What type of compensation are you providing to work campers?
0: So we, we have a wide variety of, of what we do. We pay a, a monthly stripe in, like a monthly pay. Hey, here's the amount that we're going to pay per month. We're not requiring a set amount of hours. That, for that would be more of a higher level position, like our manager. And then we either just give them free lot or we, we discount the lot rent and they just pay us back. Or we basically take their hours and, and move it to like a work credit for the... Camping position, and it's all depending on each each location is a little different on how we handle it, just because of our accounting. And I know it's kind of a weird situation with here recently with the IRS and that kind of stuff. But anyways, that's typically what we do. Typically, just pay a certain amount per month, or we just apply it to their rent.
1: Okay, so all of the the work campers are not getting a free RV site, but they are getting a site available, and they're paying for that through working up to 20 hours a week, 20 to 40.
0: Correct. Our manager actually gets a free site at one of the locations. The other one gets a discounted site. So exactly like you said, they are getting a, not each position gets a free site. It just depends on the position that they have, but yes, you're correct.
1: Okay. So for those who are not getting a free site, are they still working 20 hours a week to get the discounted site?
0: Correct. Yes. Or it's an ad hoc type on call. Hey, we have a waterline break. We need it fixed. So it may be less, maybe more hours, right? Just depends on what's going on at the actual campground.
1: How many work campers do you expect to hire?
0: This year we have one, two, somewhere between five and 10 is where we have this year.
1: And how many? And have- in the
0: future, we're looking to probably hire, as we grow, probably 10 to 20 or more.
1: Okay. How many of them return season after season?
0: Considering this is our first season at most of the campgrounds, I honestly, okay. hope, <laughs> ho- hopefully all of them, but, I, but I'm not sure yet. So. Okay.
1: Very good. What types of traits and qualifications are you looking for in your work campers?
0: So for our maintenance positions, we're looking for somebody that can is a good problem solver is obviously handy can fix problems. or if they don't know how to fix something, they're not afraid to ask questions. or someone that's a little bit more, always looking out for a problem, right? They're not afraid to get 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 dirty because certain digging up a hole at to, to fix a water line is not fun, right? A lot of people right. don't enjoy doing that. And they got to be able to fix it too, right? I've, I've done that. And it's, and it's, you got to have a unique skill set to be able to do that. And then when you get into electrical, electrical electrical is a whole nother issue so typically with the maintenance or kind of that type of help we're looking for somebody that's got previous trade experience or that type of qualities in the past for a camp like a camp store person really somebody that's just can use a cash register and just kind of friendly right it doesn't necessarily have to have any real experience it's not super in in in-depth work it's just somebody that's got good customer service skills and can use probably a computer or is trainable. As far as a manager position, we're looking for somebody that's friendly, but also already outlooking in the campground for problems, right? They know they're anticipating problems or they're they're not afraid to ask questions. And a lot of these positions are pretty autonomous, meaning there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of freedom, right? Because we're not at our campground every day of the week. We do have kind of either me or my business partner are at the campgrounds semi-frequently. It could be once a week, could be once a month, but it is a lot of flexibility from the manager and maintenance position. And the manager typically oversees the maintenance position, just making sure things are getting done. And then as far as like customers, how they pay and how we handle kind of invoices and stuff like that. We have a back office team that works with the manager on handling that stuff. Just because as if you've been in a lot of campgrounds, the Wi-Fi can be very spotty. So expecting the manager to kind of work and do invoicing and and different things with the customer and typically just keep that at our back office here.
1: You had mentioned that some of the work campers might be involved in electrical or plumbing issues. Does that mean they need to be licensed?
0: Not necessarily. No. I mean, if it gets to that, we do bring in a licensed team. It could be simple stuff like a like a waterline break or replacing an electrical breaker, anything larger that we need licensed people for, we we definitely subcon we, we contract that out.
1: And do you provide any training for any of the positions?
0: We do. Yeah. We we provide as much training as we can on on what our expectations are, what the role looks like, and then we provide training with our we use rent manager for a lot of our stuff and then which is a property management software. If if we if we if we ask them to to use that we also use Campspot at one of our locations so we train them on that and then as far as the maintenance goes I mean it's it's uh, we do provide training on that but it's mainly just hey if there's a problem how do I go about getting in contact with somebody here's our expectations and then just different our different systems that we use with internally
1: when do you begin recruiting
0: all the time I mean <laughs> all the time okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because you never know, right? You never know when somebody's going to leave or they say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. But really, if we're if we shut down the campground, we typically start looking in about Jan is when we start looking because we typically open up around April in most of our locations. But if it's a full year campground or year round, we're we're always looking. I mean, right. You're always kind of looking because we have other properties throughout the Midwest and Southeast that could even be a fit at at a future date. So it's good to just network and keep keep that rolodex filled with potential people in the future because some people will say hey i'm not looking for a position until april of 2023 right so you start contacting them now but if if we were to open up in april we'll start looking in probably january we'll post a role what's
1: involved in your hiring and interviewing process
0: Typically, the hiring process is they apply for the position online, they typically, we we try to see if they can email us just to see if they can use the computer. That's not necessarily a requirement. It just depends on the position. We'll go through the, the resumes, we'll set up calls, um, we'll ask them a variety of questions about their past, what, what they're looking for, because it's really important what I found is what do they want and what do they expect? Because if, if our expectations are different than theirs, then it's not going to work, right? If I'm expecting somebody to work 40 hours a week, and they're only expecting, and they they only want 10 hours a week, then it's, it's just not going to work. I mean, I don't, I don't, it's, it's it's really about what the, what that work camper wants out of the position. And then does that meet what we're seeking? Right. And if it and if it's not that, maybe we have something else that could work for, and we just go through kind of qualifications. Hey, what's, what's your typical questions? And we just have a conversation and if the conversation goes well, and they kind of meet our, 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 what we're expecting out of the role, then we'll set up a another call or maybe a Zoom call or or even an in person pending where they are. Because the good thing about work campers is if, if they if they if they show up and and if it doesn't work can stay as a camper or they can move on to their next location. That's not that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for long term folks typically. So we want to see if it's a match within our company and within their what they're looking for. Because if they're only looking for 10 hours a week, and our position is 30 hours a week. I know I said that already, but it's just not going to fit. It's it's more about match, and then we go into deeper level questions, and it's it's not super critical of a process. It's pretty straightforward, and there's some certain qualifications that we're always looking for, mainly just positive positive outlook, good problem solvers, and kind of can work on their own and and ask questions if needed is, is the biggest component for us.
1: What can a work camper do to stand out among the other applicants if they really want the job?
0: I would say it pending the position, it definitely comes down to qualifications first, right? So if we're looking for somebody that is, is 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 available for the next six months, and that's what we need to stand out, I would say just be willing to maybe go above and beyond what the role entails, right? Like say, hey, give examples of what you've done in the past or do research on the campground, right? Or do research on myself or my business partner and just kind of know what we're looking for or who we are. That always stands out to me, right? Kind of Kind of fixing our problem before we 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 know we have a problem, right? So, if you can say, "Hey, I've done X Y Z and and I can do this for the campground," I think the campground needs this. Or I've done this in the past. I mean, that's always good to know too. And we're we're a family type company. We're not super. We try not to be like corporatey or anything. We're pretty low level. Like as far as like we give a lot of freedom and flexibility, and we're easy to work for. So I would say just answering the answering emails and answering calls and showing up to our meeting if we have one. That's the biggest thing for me, honestly.
1: What kind of commitment are you looking for from the work campers?
0: Ending the position, really just the commitment that we're looking for in in the role specific, right? So if if I post a seasonal position and you say like it's April through October in Tennessee or Kentucky, for instance, and you say you can work that whole thing... I expect you to work the whole thing. Obviously bar family emergencies or certain situations. If if I'm looking for somebody to only work a month and you wanna work two months, that's possible, right? But if you're only looking to I'm always looking for more versus less when it comes to the roles and it's mainly matching that person to our role specific is okay. what we're looking for.
1: Okay. Very good. Just to reiterate, it's not a paid position. It is up to twenty to forty hours of week of work per week in exchange for a discounted RV site. Was that correct?
0: Yes, but we also do have paid positions too.
1: Oh, you do? Okay, <laughs> we good. do. And what do, what do they start at, or what what positions are paid? The
0: managerial position okay. is is, and then the managerial positions. Okay. Managerial slash maintenance, because sometimes we have a husband wife team that the husband or or maybe even the wife does maintenance, and then vice versa for management. Right, and those are paid positions typically. So.
1: Now, I know you've got the parks scattered around several states, but what are some of the things that people can do in those areas in their off time that really attracts them to that particular area to live and work?
0: Yeah, so where our two parks are in Tennessee, the one is right on Douglas Lake. We have a boat ramp, boat slip, so people enjoy the lake during the summertime. We're also 30 minutes from Gatlinburg and about 30 minutes from Great Smoky Mountains. So people enjoy all kinds of stuff with Gatlinburg Pitch and Forge and the Great Smoky Mountains. The Great Smoky Mountains is actually the number one or number two destination for a number of visitors. And it's a pretty big mountain range. So it's, that's obviously a, a big number, but we're, we're right at the foothills of that. And we're also right on Douglas Lake. We're very close to, to lakes and hiking trails in Tennessee. And then in Kentucky, we're right on Lake Cumberland. That's what attracts a lot of people is the lake itself. Good fishing, good hiking. And then also in northern Kentucky, there's things to do right outside of Cincinnati. Typically, people are coming there for the weekend. They enjoy Cincinnati or to the south. There's lots of good hiking and lots of state parks as we're kind of out in in south of the city of Cincinnati. So there's lots of outdoor activities to do within an hour from where we are in every location. That's typically what attracts a lot of people is the is the national state parks and different lakes around the area
1: what's one thing you wish all your work campers knew before they came to work for you
0: tell me what your expectations are for the role and if you and don't just take the role because you think it'd be a good fit if it doesn't feel right i'd rather you just tell me
1: that's fair enough where can people get more information about this opportunity and your business or the parks
0: they can go to our website, which is treesideunities.com And that should list all of our properties on there. The website, as of today, the 14th of July, 2022, it might be under construction still. We were revamping a bunch of stuff in it, but it should be up running soon. Or they can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, or just shoot me an email. And we also post positions from time to time through Work Camper as well.
1: Very good. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. I really appreciate your time and I wish you the best of luck for the rest of 2022 and even more luck in getting more campers to come work for you in 2023.
0: Appreciate it, Craig. Thanks for having me on.
1: I thank Ryan Groney for coming on the show to talk about Treeside Communities and the ways work campers can help the firm's RV parks and manufactured housing communities in exchange for free RV sites. Ryan is always looking for work campers to manage current workload and to help at new locations the company acquires. At least one of the communities is open year round, while the others are usually open from April to October. Applying for positions starts with an email to Ryan that includes a work camper's resume. After reviewing the resume, Then he sets up phone interviews to discuss the job requirements and expectations. People can make their applications stand out by describing how they went above and beyond what was required at other jobs. Brian also encourages applicants to research Treeside Communities in advance to learn more about what the firm does and who it serves. He encourages work campers to be crystal clear about their expectations when applying for and interviewing rather than just taking a job to see if it's a good fit. For more information about the company, people can visit www.treesidecommunities.com. To apply, WorkCampers can send a message through the Contact Us feature on the homepage. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by WorkCamper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping, how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on each topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. That's all I have for this week's show. Next time, I'll speak with a work camper from Wisconsin who shares stories about where they've traveled and jobs they've had. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.